Hello, 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 and welcome to Minute 171 of the Godfather Minute. With me, Alex Robinson. And with me, Andy Robinson. And together, we collectively make up the hosts of the the podcast. Today, we're talking about Minute 171, as mentioned. Alex, repeat after me. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento... Sorry, 171. Oh boy, yeah. 161. Close, that was 161, and I ain't going back. <laughs> 171. 171. You got it. That's All it. right, 171. Well, 171. we're getting to the home stretch here, folks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, one hey, se- what? Before you give the uh, summary, I, I know I'm going to forget this. You you started saying kind of a, a kid's, a fairy tale, uh, what do you call it, a uh, a nursery rhyme, mm-hmm. Godfather nursery rhyme, and you, mm-hmm. you said Godfather like, nursery, nursery rhymes. rhymes. That's <laughs> it. You said Godfather, Godfather, answer my prayer, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's uh, oh, Michael, you killed Carlo. You never cared. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should try to make that a recurring, recurring uh, bit if we can, and then we can work it into our, our inevitable rap too. Oh yeah. Hyman Roth fairy tale or nursery rhymes? <laughs> Give us the summary, Alex. 171. 171. Well, speaking of Connie, she's continuing to her uh, tearful rampage, uh, showing Kay who exactly her husband, her murderous husband is. Mm. Um, Alniri uh, takes her away to go see a doctor, leaving Kay and Mikey alone in an awkward silence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mikey says to Al, Get- Bring it, take her to a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> or is he get her a doctor? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he's just get her a doctor. In the book, he says, take her home and get her a doctor. Okay. I'll call the doctor, something like that. Um, and it's two bodyguards. It's not just Alan. In the book, Puzo, it's a little more violent. She's even more hysterical. It takes two bodyguards to get her out of there. Are you... Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me the book is different than the movie? Different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. That's right, Alex. It almost always is. <laughs> um. So, what do you think? What do you got for this? Well, minute? so you guys said that line about get her. So, get it. You know, about her need, getting her a doctor. Yeah. Is that just like a kind of fancy pants way of saying like that someone should sedate her? Oh, it's a, a politically correct way to say it, or just that's so it's, it's like a euphemism, just sort of like take her, get her a doctor, meaning like do whatever it takes to shut her up, like have the doctor give her some hardcore yeah, drugs guess. and and, and yeah. sedate her. Yeah, I guess so. Well, what else you see that do? in old movies, but yeah. you don't really. I've never been in a situation where someone is freaking out. They say, "Get her a doctor." Right. You've never I mean, seen someone people hysterical. just comfort them. Yeah, you know. You don't actually call for medical <laughs> medical support. And then again, I've never never been in this kind of situation before. Do you think right? that do they have they must have their own like they must have their own medical um like system. Their own pat- paramedics. 
Well, they must have like people that are friendly to them who won't ask questions about how someone got shot or something like that. They'll, oh, yeah. they'll just be like, kind of like, you know, I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, I think they probably do. Yeah. They have medical folks on staff. So that's probably what they, it's probably like Dr. Zaza. Oh, yeah. No, it's like yeah. Dr. Taza. Taza. Yeah. <laughs> he did such a good job on Mikey's jaw that Mikey had him come back to come to America. Uh-huh. That's right. Do you think the doctor that Al Neary gets can speak English? Because I know Connie always prefers to have her personal doctor flown in who can speak English. <laughs> Are you sure that's uh, Hyman Roth? Oh, him too. He he likes it. He doesn't trust doctors that can't speak English. <laughs> um. So, uh, so I think, I think we talk equally about GF two as we do with GF one, don't we? Uh, well, at this point, yeah, because we <laughs> talked about everything in GF one already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but when we do GF two, we're going to always be talking about what happened in GF one. So it'll it'll balance out. Yeah, it'll balance out. Um. <laughs> So so during her tirade, um, the actor Al Pacino keeps his eyes like looking looking at her. Yeah. But then when he says she says the part about you you were the godfather to a baby, you mm-hmm. whole hearted bastard. Mm-hmm. Like that's the part where he he averts his eyes. Does mm-hmm. that mean like that's the part that bothers him? Mm. Is that what kind of the part that he's like, all right, you know. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think so. And was he or wrong? That's the to, part that that's the part that reminds him most of Pop. Wondering if Pop would have done the same, right? Yeah, because that that was a real low move. You know, in the book, Puzo, a car low move. Yeah, and <laughs> in the book, Puzo, I think Connie says, "You stood." I'll I'll have to look at it, but it says, "You stood, you you stood, Godfather to our son." Uh, to throw to throw us off the trail, she accused <laughs> something like that. She accuses him of doing it, not as part of the plan, as part of the strategy right. to get Carlo to relax. Yeah, but in the movie, she doesn't say that. Um, I wonder if that's true. So, what do you think? Did he, is that the only reason he did it? Well, I don't even know if he did it for that reason. Oh, so I'm saying, do you? But do you in the movie? Do you think that's why he did it? Oh yeah, um, to throw off the trail. Oh, I mean that that aligns with Mikey's strategery, right? Uh-huh. He's a master, and that would support his goals. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's maybe that's why he was res- resisting originally being Godfather. Remember, Kay asked him a bunch of times, yeah, and he said, "Let me think about it." Mm-hmm. And maybe he didn't want to commit because he knew that this was coming at some point, and he knew how wrong that would be. Right. But then, as part of his transformation. He's, yes, he realized it was wrong, but it would also support his goals. So that's why he decided to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did it. I think he did it for that reason. Hmm, he's a yeah. cold-hearted bastard. He's a lot. You know, I can't believe Connie uh, complimented him like that in the scene. <laughs> do, you, do you get that? Because she called him, she said, uh, quote, you lousy, cold-hearted bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's saying he's lousy at being a cold-hearted bastard. I don't, I, oh, I think that meant. I sense. thought she meant he was literally covered in lice. Oh, but but he's lousy at it. Well, no, because that's what lousy means: is covered in oh. covered in lice, <laughs> like he's covered in louses. Oh wow! And it's even worse because lice don't like cold-hearted and cold-blooded <laughs> organisms. So yeah, that's they, how nasty he is because they feed off the cold blood. <laughs> that you, you louse risen, you louse ridden. <laughs> Who's louse ridden? Louse, louse ridden? Lice ridden. 
Oh, uh, I'm, I guess, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have lice, Alex? No. Come on. I never did. You can tell me. I'll edit it out. <laughs> I assume that if I had it, you would probably would have had it too since we grew well, up in the I'm, same I'm house. I'm asking you because I think I had it at one point. When? Yeah. Um, Like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'm really glad there's this prophylactic sheet protecting us from each other <laughs> then during in our yeah. recording sessions. Yeah. Well, it's, was it a coincidence, Alex? We were not allowed to be within six feet of each other right at the time when I get lice. <laughs> oh, that was no coincidence. Oh, no, no, no. That was not lice. <laughs> That's Cheech's new job. He, he, he's a button man, but a different. He's like a con, uh, infectious disease button man. He goes and he infects enemies with lice. He's like ty- lice, uh, lice Larry. They call him Larry the Louse. <laughs> they call him typhoid, typhoid Cheech, typhoid Zaza. <laughs> no, Zaza would. Uh, He'd be uh, like whooping cough Zaza. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should be like that. The name would be like Zaza syndrome or whatever, oh. like where your ear falls off or something. Or you know, everyone. Oh. We should come up with medical ailments for, yes. like, for each of the people. Like, yeah. You know, oh, she's got Kay, she's got Kay Adams disease. Oh, what does that mean? That means all she can say is, oh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Godfather ailments. We'll do it. We'll have to think about that. Yeah. Oh, the hymen cough. <laughs> that's like a that's like a that's gonna get like garbage fail kids in territory. <laughs> well the hymen cough is you're dying from the same cough for twenty years. And you uh <laughs> and it can only be treated by English speaking doctors from the mainland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, you gotta help me. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Connie's helping her case. I think she's only proving uh, Mikey's case by, um, like she's like, "There's your husband." There's your husband throwing newspapers everywhere. It's just so theatrical. You know what I mean? Like it's so she clearly just wants to be the center of attention for a moment. You're not buying it? No, that it's legit. I'm buying it's legit, but I think she's also like playing it up. Really? Yeah. Wow, that grief seems serious to me. I was fooled. I know, but really like, seems we, didn't heartbroken. See, we didn't even see anyone crying at the Don's funeral like that. Mm. Like, Mama should have mm. been throwing herself on, on Vito's casket. Maybe yeah. she was sedated at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Dada had come by and given everyone sedatives. <laughs> Maybe Connie had already seen the doctor. Maybe Michael's saying, hey, bring her to a doctor to adjust her meds. Because <laughs> she, uh, she's a little manic. i don't know i bought it alex her husband is dead she thinks her brother killed her husband falsely or or under like unjustified because Mm -hmm. he had something to do with santino she doesn't believe that her world is just falling completely falling would it change your mind if you knew that she had come in and did the same routine for every day for the past week (laughs) You made me show you made me show Carlo the tree and leave the room and you waited for Papa and then to talk because you knew he wouldn't approve. Uh, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I think it just proves that she's that she is hysterical. Uh, yeah. Do you think what do you think? Why is there any possibility that Mikey, when he said she's hysterical, he meant like funny? <laughs> like in the way that we use it, like that she's like like that was an act she was she was an act she was putting on. He's playing this character. 
<laughs> I like she's hysterical. She really commits to the oh, bit too. So we gotta work that into the name of this episode. What? She's just like ha ha, she's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, she's hysterical. She she should do two nights at the comedy cellar. She should two, be two for uh, for Johnny Fontaine. <laughs> we could so we could have her and some of her friends sign contracts to appear three times a week at the Stardust. She's they hysterical. For a judge in the show cause. <laughs> right when I get out, she 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 appears and makes me laugh. <laughs> That's funny. And every time I think she's funny, every time I think, oh, she's not funny anymore. Every time I think I'm out, she pulls me back in. <laughs> well, I don't have any much else for this minute specifically. I have some Talia Shire trivia. Oh, cool. Yeah. Bring it on. But do you have, did you have anything else for uh, this minute? I got a little bit from the book. Yeah, let me let me go to the book. Okay. There's not much. Hit the books. Let me hit, hit the books. We need to hit the book sound effect. Hit what, the books. <laughs> what would it be? Um... Like a slapping sound? Oh, literally hitting the book? Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't be a kind of a, an intellectual uh, studying type music sound bite? <laughs> yeah, it should be, it should be like the sound of someone theater. studying. Someone's want to write it. I should learn that poem. <laughs> learn that poem. Would you go to college to hit the books? <laughs> Boy, you just... Mike, when Michael tells, reveals that he joined the... Uh, Military, Santino says, uh, "You were supposed to hit the books. The book, the books hit you." <laughs> what do you think? You go to a library from sixty feet away? <laughs> Bam! Dewey Decimal System all over your all over your suit. <laughs> Might not even be in the card catalog, Sonny. <laughs> card catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Today's papers. <laughs> uh, microfiche. <laughs> yeah, bada boom, my microfiche. <laughs> yeah, we got a man working on microfiche. He tells us that Salazzo's guy is checking out at 7 p.m. tonight. <laughs> okay, Puzzo writes, page 434. Uh, this is Connie. My father would have stopped him. He knew that. He was just waiting. And and then he stood godfather to our child just to throw us off the track. The cold-hearted bastard. You think you know your husband? Do you know how many times men he had... Do you know how many men he had killed with my Carlo? Yeah, so I already t- talked about that, that she expressly stated that Michael had it done to throw us off the track. Right. And then Puzo writes... Uh, Connie had worked herself into hysteria again. She... <laughs> she <laughs> By the <laughs> get her at that. She Puzo writes. Connie was uh, Connie had all of them laughing so hard she was hysterical. <laughs> Can you imagine if as uh, she's delivering these same lines, Al, Kay, and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop it. Oh, you're killing okay. me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the butchers of weeds. Yeah, you're killing me, Kay. Like you killed Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> but he, all the time he knew he was going to kill my husband. <laughs> <laughs> After all, we're not communists. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let's see. And Puzo writes. 
she had worked herself into... Oh, by, by the way, before I continue, yes. last minute you brought to my attention that the word hysterical mm-hmm. and hysteria was tied to, was der- I guess, derogatory against women? Or maybe that's just the the, the origin of the word tied to... The woman, right? Yeah, I don't think it was used as a term for men. I don't think you'd say, "Oh, the men went hysterical." I okay, think it so it, specifically, it, like a thing for women to have. What I'm getting at is, it appropriate or inappropriate now in 2020 to use that term? Um, I think for the most part, it's okay because I don't think most people think of it in the terms of having to do with yeah. uh, that. But mm-hmm. I think there are times where it can be kind of like a dog whistle type thing. Yeah. Like yeah. when you say like, Oh, you know, like oh, for a guy to be like, if a woman is trying to make a point and the guy's like, okay, you're being hysterical. Mm, I think yeah, like that's, yeah. it's okay. a, you know, or telling a woman, telling, saying that a woman is behaving crazy or whatever. You know, I under, from what I hear, they don't like to be called said that they're acting crazy. They don't like it when you tell them that. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. So I can use it. I think at as this point, well, most people most people use it in the sense of something being funny. Got it. Okay. So. All right. All right. Thanks. Funny to the point where you are laughing so hard that you can't control yourself and a doctor has to be called to sedate you. That's how <laughs> funny it was. <laughs> because your husband was killed by your brother. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Only in that very, very unique context. What was in the newspapers that she was showing? Mm, it was all the people that died that Michael had killed. So is this like the next day after that, or is this? I think it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, then they. Yeah, it does to... make you wonder. Did Michael and Tom Hagen have stories planted about that to spin it in a way that simultaneously took the spotlight off of Michael Corleone because they didn't want law enforcement getting involved in his business, but at the same time. They also wanted their newspaper man to signal to other crime families that this is what you get when you when right. you screw with the Corleones, right? I guess so. They just had to be really careful about that public perception, right? It's all about th- optics. I don't think they would want people to think, oh, this is what happens when you mess with the Corleones. Mm. I mean, obviously he wants the gangsters to know that, yeah, but I don't but they think they already know that. I don't think putting it in the paper would like <laughs> paper is a bigger audience than just the yeah. you know. Yeah. So, uh, are you sure they wouldn't put on the headlines? Extra, extra, <laughs> read all about it. Michael Corleone sends message to all other crime families. They have an interview with him. <laughs> I when she's flash flowing the throwing the papers around though, I picture it being like that scene in Airplane where Kay looks at it and is like, oh, "There's a sale at Pennies or something uh, like you know, yeah. something totally different. There's nothing yeah. to do with what's what's going on. Like, so yeah, is it like the front page saying, you know? I, I don't know. Crime bosses killed. Also, I th- thought they were in Las Vegas. So Connie had flown home. Right. When she, she, I think when she heard that Carla had been killed. So so that to me quest, raises questions about the timeline because yeah, it does. She, she goes out there. They, they kill him while she's out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe yeah, it just didn't become known. Flew. Maybe that's when his body was found and then the next yeah. day or, or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it was the next mm. couple days. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, no. Puzo does right. During this that same 24-hour period, Clemenza and Lampone turned loose their regimes and punished the infiltrators of the Corleone domains. We read this last week. Oh, a bunch of people were killed. Yeah. And then Connie had flown home with her mother. The children left in Vegas. Yeah, so maybe it was a day later or a day or two. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'd be. That was a pretty significant bunch of murders. The papers would be writing about them for a while, right, as they were investigated. Yeah, I guess so. Well, and Alex Puzzo finally writes in this this minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had worked herself into hysteria again. She tried to spit in Michael's face, but she had no saliva. Mm. Al, can you get us a drink? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why Michael has Al bring her to a doctor. Take her to the doctor. She's she's lacking saliva for, for initial carbohydrate digestion. <laughs> Give her an IV. <laughs> Uh, well, that's all I have for the book. Uh, you said you had some well, info about This is the last time we see Connie in the movie. So oh, that's I, right. So I was going to... Um, You're right. <laughs> uh, so I have some trivia about Talia Shire. Born 1946, mm. which means she was a baby at the wedding that we saw in the first... Because that was, took place in 1946. Mm-hmm. Um, she is... What... Have, what what do you what roles do you think of for Talia Shire besides Oh Rocky's wife? Yes, Mrs. Adrian. Mrs. Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um Adrian uh what was it? oh Balboa. Adrian yeah, Balboa. I don't know what her maiden name was. Yeah. Uh boy, let me think about that. Well, of course Connie Corleone and all three. Yeah. Anything else stand out? Gosh, not really. I uh, she has worked fairly consistently, but not in anything I've really seen. Hmm. So um I mean she was in like did a thing on like um love tv shows and things like that so yeah. um uh she is related to um some f- obviously she's the brother she's a sister of francis ford coppola mm-hmm. and um as many people know she is the aunt of nicholas cage mm-hmm. and the mother of star jason schwartzman mm-hmm. Okay. So um, there you go. So carrying on the tradition of of uh, I wonder if uh, Jason Schwartzman's been in any or Nicolas Cage have been in any Coppola pictures. Well, Coppola uh, he was in uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. Who was Nicolas Cage? Okay, so there you go. That ah. was that was a case ah. of uh, ah. well, obviously we know uh, Coppola likes hiring his relatives, so yeah. that's yeah. not exactly a surprise. Mm-hmm. But um, I know uh, over in in Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse nightclub, someone a few weeks ago posted a clip from a movie with Jason Schwartzman where he says some dialogue from The Godfather. Well, that's funny. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was... uh, Could have been a contender. I don't remember what it was. And he doesn't say it like that. He uses it in the context of whatever uh, movie it was. That'd be great if it was something really obscure, you know. <laughs> I don't think it was something. It wasn't. It wasn't obscure, but yeah. it wasn't top three. It wasn't. Oh, maybe it was make him an offer. I can't refuse, or uh, I don't remember. I'm gonna have to look it up now. <laughs> well, uh, I have one more item, Alex. Oh, I got one more piece oh, about Tali Shire. Shire. This I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, apparently, spoiler alert. In um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, Rocky loses. No. Um, in the original version of the of the script for GF two, uh, Kay has a miscarriage, but apparently it was Talia Shire who said, "You know what? You should make it an abortion because that's a stronger Michael would be more upset if it was an abortion, mm. and that would be." A, and so she's the one who came up with that idea. And Francis Ford Coppola was like, "Oh, that's that's such a great you know." I'm really glad she said that. So mm-hmm. as a way of thanking her, he wrote that scene where uh, Connie says to Mike Lee about like. Oh, poor Fredo. Can't you forgive him? You know, like that, that scene was put in as to give Talia Shire a chance to kind of 
act in something. Oh, now. wow. So, uh, oh, why is she? Just, I guess that just, scene wasn't originally in it. And oh, then okay. because Francis Ford Coppola was happy with it, he said, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'll do her a favor and give her a scene where she gets to, to emote a bit. Oh, so, cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's interesting. Can't you forgive him? Yeah. He's so... And that's all I got for minute 171. Your brother Fredo, can't you forgive him? He's so sweet. There's your brother. There's your brother. (laughs) You can never lose your family. (laughs) By the way, Uh she she doesn't say that in English, Alex. She says it in Sicilian. I'm pretty sure she says it in English. And she doesn't say it like that. How does she say it? She doesn't... You can never lose your family. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, you can never lose your family. <laughs> Fredo is so sweet, forgive him. <laughs> that would be funny to to rewrite that. Those were the days. <laughs> anyway, I got one item. What else is that? A uh, fan comedy, you know, Alex, you know all of our episodes, Godfather Minute episodes are on YouTube. Yes, I do know that. For free, so just go on there, watch them, leave comments, and share with your friends. So one of our fans left a comment about episode 169, which we released a couple weeks ago. Nice. And that was the one where we joked quite a lot about about Carlode Rizzi, yeah. you know, uh, voiding himself <laughs> when he's garroted. Yeah. You remember that? Uh-huh. Remember he, it was a very scatological <laughs> episode. Uh-huh. We talked a lot about broccoli consumption yeah. and the mess in the car and the fumes in the car and Clemenza having to roll down a window. You remember all that? Else? Yeah, sure. It was uh-huh. a blast. Uh huh. So this this particular fan, we don't use their names, right? Uh you could. We, I thought we were supposed to give them like a mob name. Okay. Uh, hmm. We're gonna call him Doctor Mots. Doctor Mops. No, no, Mots. Mots. Yeah, Dr. Mops. Dr. Mops. You know what? Dr. Mops is even better. Dr. Mops? Dr. Mops. Yeah. So Dr. Mops wrote in. Lamest supervillain ever. (laughs) I have Dr. Mops. Well, you know what his superpower is? He he can clean it up. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) At least say it with the right intonation. See, by the way, Carlo doesn't say it like that. What does he say? He says, clean it up. You're rewriting uh, cinematic history. Alex. He says it. I'm pretty sure he says it in Sicilian, though. Well, <laughs> yeah. how does how does he say it? Uh, clean it up. So Doctor Mops says two things. He says one, and he enumerates them. He says one. I love when people num- number their points. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. One, maybe your funniest episode. Wow. I, yeah. I listened while shopping for groceries and embarrassed myself in the produce aisle by laughing at all the broccoli talk. <laughs> he was hysterical. <laughs> they had to call a doctor. He voided himself in the oh, produce aisle. Oh, no. That's why they call him Dr. Mops. <laughs> Mop aisle, produce aisle. <laughs> Dr. Mops. Oh, and it was such a mess. They had to call Dr. Mops. <laughs> Wasn't enough to just call for a mop, right? Yeah. <laughs> no nurse practitioner mops. We need a full blown doctor mops. <laughs> doctor mopology. Uh, I watched the movie Spectre, the James Bond movie. Oh yeah. And which one was scene, that? There, it's the most recent one that has come okay. out as of this recording. And there's a scene where like all the bad guys are gathered around a table, mm-hmm. and um, one of the bad guys uh, kills another one of the bad guys at mm-hmm. the table. Mm. 
and then they just leave him there. And I th- the first thing I thought was like, oh my god, that room must stink. Because oh. like when he killed the guy, he would have you know voided his pants and everything. Then like, oh. then the meeting just went on. And I was like, oh my god, oh. that's what they got to call in Doctor Mops at that point. <laughs> think of that it every time someone dies in a movie. Oh, now think no. of that, and it'll totally change your experience of the how, of the movie. Oh stop! <laughs> I don't want to think. So. <laughs> In Star Wars, when they blew up the Death Star, all those stormtroopers. But all of the, all of the, the the void, the voidage was also destroyed. Yeah, because yeah, would have been burned up. So that's different from. Well, actually, (laughs) at least the second one, it all fell down in orbit. It was you know because it was orbiting Endor, and so after it blown up, all the all the void went down onto the Ewok planet. Yeah, but that's the kind of planet you want to compost in. Totally, it's all rainforest and stuff. So wow. I guess we should okay. rate this minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. So whoa, Dr. Mops has another item. Oh, Dr. okay, Mops sorry. Wrote number two. You should number them so that I won't lose track. <laughs> number two, Dr. Mops writes, With all that said and all you've said about the author's style, I want to suggest his garbage pail kid name as Mario Poopso. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Mario Poopso. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Mops. We appreciate the comments. That was a good and, one. And uh, we got a little mileage out of that. Thank you very much. Yeah. May you, for, may you always laugh hysterically in the produce aisle. So, enjoy. Let's rate it, Alex. All right. I was just finishing listening to the theme of the, the letters, the mailbag theme that you put in. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. One, two, three, four. Oh, I almost went I know, four. It was three or four. But the only reason I went to four is because you probably every four or five episodes reference Connie's dialogue from this minute. I know. That's why I was almost going to give it a four because of okay. that. But I'm like, it's just it's just one line. But I, I don't know, know. I know. Hey, you cannot. You can't always go to four. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> can't. Yeah. There's your minute. All right, I guess that'll wrap it up. There's your rating. There's your rating. <laughs> um, so uh, we're about to go record our bonus material, which you can hear mm-hmm. by going to godfatherminute.com slash support. It's just about a buck a show, and you get usually at least twice as long as the regular episode, for the most mm-hmm. part. That's right. And even better, if you sign up now, you can go back and listen all the way back to minute minute seven we started this or something. That's so, right. You got 170 things to listen to. Yeah, so. each one, an average of about half an hour. That's over 60. That's over 300 hours of bonus material. Most of the time, you'd expect to, say, spend 50, 100, even $200 on podcasts of this quality. Mm-hmm. All we ask is $5 a month. We should make a, an infomercial for our bonus content. We should. That would be really fun yeah. to do that and and model it after those two-in-the-morning oldies, uh, CDs, or cassette, yeah. single sec, uh, products. I think it would how open... Much, Alex, how much would you expect to pay for bonus material? Godfather oh boy. Minute bonus material. $100? Guess... $200? Two fifty. Well, you can get it all now for $300. <laughs> we went over what you'd expect. <laughs> oh, but in all seriousness, last bonus episode, we shared what we think we're going to do when we conclude with Godfather 1 after minute 177 mm-hmm. and the minute is done. You want to share that now, Alex? We are going to review um, the movie Jane Austen's Mafia. Come on. Come on. 
Doctor, no, Doctor Myths. We're gonna take Doctor Myths. We're gonna take a month off from the regular show, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're going to res- resume with GF two. Mm-hmm. But um, if you absolutely can't stand to be apart from us, we will continue to do bonus material. So if you mm-hmm. are those one of those people, we'll still be releasing episode every week for you to listen to. And um, if you're not, consider it a time to pursue it. Yeah. So, so we get, say we finish the season. Look at it as like a tip. Oh, here you go. I'll sign up for one month. And give you guys a tip. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. And, and it's our commitment to... It's our commitment. It's our commitment to, to provide a consistent experience for the supporters, which is why we're going to continue to release a bonus episode uh, mm-hmm. every week uh, for them. And it's going to be great because we're going to be very flexible about it. We're not going to necessarily do our standing items. We are going to uh, open it up. Lucy goosey go back to some Mad Libs, do some... Rap, some breakdance. We're going to film Alex doing a Godfather breakdance. Uh, wait a minute. I was not part of this conversation. <laughs> also, I will have more information. I wanted to, I Last week, I talked about reading the book, The Godfather's Revenge. Mm. I am almost done with the book, uh, but it is The Godfather Returns. The second one is called The Godfather's Revenge. Oh, okay. So, uh, Got it. I'm, uh, I'm almost done with it. Okay. It's, really, it's a really interesting book because it... Like I said, it takes place mostly between the movies mm-hmm. and stuff that like happens in the movie, like um, like like Fredo's death is almost mentioned in like an offhand thing. Like, oh, and then the, then when things really went bad, everyone Mikey killed Fredo, and this happened, and this happened, and it almost wow. like like put as like just one thing among many like things that were going on at the time. It was it was it was kind of interesting looking at it from that perspective, like. Um, wow yeah that's different like there was one guy who there's this other uh, garachi i think is his name one of the other um mafia guys and he um he purposely puts hyman roth and uh michael corleone against each other Mm. you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. so you so Mm -hmm. reading the book you kind of see that it's like a different level to it that that um you know that's so i don't know it just it just kind of enhances the book a little bit yeah cool but um some subtle differences. Cool. We'll have to talk so, about that. Yeah. But anyway, yes. So um, start making notes because when we hit GF2, we're going to hit it hard. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, thanks, everyone. And um, until, until next, next time, there's your husband. There's your husband. Get her a doctor. <laughs> <laughs>